It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome in to another edition of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm James Rapine. Thank you so much for making us your first listen to the only daily Bengals podcast. That's what we are. So make sure that you leave a five-star review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. You check us out on YouTube. Uh, so more Bengals fans are, are going to be able to, to find us because it's uh, certainly an exciting time for the Bengals, an exciting time for Mike Hilton. And Jake Lisko and I talk with Mike Hilton. You'll hear part one of our conversation coming up in just a second. But yeah, it's uh, it, it's wild to think about Mike Hilton when he signed here last year. The fact that the Bengals now ten and seven, they make this playoff run to Super Bowl Fifty Six, and the defense, specifically Hilton, a huge, huge reason why. So in today's show, it's more so talking about. The offense, the stars, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase. We do talk to Hilton about the one coach that thought he was too little, and it was his dream school. Uh, the coach was coaching at his dream school. So we'll, we'll ask him about that, a pretty funny answer there. And you'll hear a little bit about Lua Anarumo in part one of our conversation here with Mike Hilton. So without further ado, let's dive into it. It's Jake Lisko. And it's me, James Rapine, with Mike Hilton, the Bengals star nickel cornerback. Mike, welcome to the Locked On Bengals podcast. You're on a bit of a podcast tour. You tweeted uh, last week you wanted to start going on some podcasts. So I'm curious. Let's start there. What drove that instinct? Why did you want to start getting on some podcasts? Man, it's just, you know, uh, just just getting myself out there, you know, uh, promoting myself. We, we have our own helmets, so it's hard to see our face, so... You know, um, knowing knowing how big Cincinnati is, uh, how big it's getting right now. You know, I just want to put my face out there. You know, just get get connected with the right people. It's uh, obviously you're entering your second year uh, here in Cincinnati, Mike. How much 
love did you feel from the fan base and how much of that is wanting to do this tour and, and talk with people and get out in the community a bit more knowing uh, how diehard Cincinnati fans are? Oh, man, it's been accepted since I've signed, man. And uh, I, I was really excited about how the fans accepted me, especially coming from Pittsburgh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, they, they accepted me and they, they accepted the energy I brought uh, on the field. So now I'm just trying to give back, you know, just uh, put myself out there and, you know, show uh, I'm still the same guy off the field. So, you know, I'm just try, try, trying to promote, man, and trying to, uh, you know, just you, you use my platform for, for good. I think that that's – a pretty cool way to go about it. Obviously, you come up from an undrafted free agent to signing a, a big four-year deal with Cincinnati. But when you were a kid, did you did you want to be a football player when you grew up, or what? What was the what was little yeah, Mike Hilton's that was, dream? That was the dream. Uh, my parents still got little handwritten notes uh, from elementary school for when I was talking about being a football player. So it's just it's it's a blessing to see that dream come true, man, and uh, to to make it this make it this far in my career, you know, to, um, I, I just never take it for granted. You know, uh, I, I, I'm blessed to be here, man. And I just and really love what I do. Was there ever a moment, uh, or a person or a situation where maybe it's a teacher, coach, whatever that doubted you that said, Oh, you're, you're silly for thinking that you could make it this far and make it to the NFL and be a professional football player. Okay, so it wasn't the NFL, but I know it was during high school recruiting. Um, it was my junior year, and I remember to this day, Mark Rick at the time, time came up to the high school. And, you know, uh, I was, you know, the, the the big guy, the the main prospect at our high school. So I sat down and talked to him. Um, you know, Georgia was one of my dream schools that I was, you know, would love to go to. But we, we sat down and had a conversation. And, you know, the first thing he said to me, he, was, he just looked at me, he said, you're a lot smaller than I thought. And I was like, what you mean by that? He was just like, you know, you, you don't look the part of what I need. You know, after that, it, it, that's something that's always stuck with me, man. And uh, that, that's 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 the reason why I play the way I do. You know, people people doubted that I could play football, too. But turns out turns out they were right. Uh, you, you talked <laughs> about using your platform to promote promote good and and use this this platform you found yourself on to do some, some good things. And you, you don't get a ton of free time, especially in a Super Bowl season, but what, what do you like to do when you're not on that football grind in those rare windows or what are the, what are the good things that you're trying to accomplish right now? Man, you know, just number one, just being spending this time with my family, you know, that, that that's most important to me. Uh, you know, I'm gone half the year, so have my families in Georgia. So when I, when I'm in Cincinnati, I got my wife and kids. So I take that all season time to really just spend with them and just really enjoy that time. But something I've, uh, something I've been trying to get into more is cooking a lot more. Uh, <laughs> that's something I've definitely been working on this all season. So, you know, it, it, it's a couple of things that I'm definitely, um, just, just doing a lot more in, in my spare time. All right. Georgia's come up twice now. So I kind of want to, reverse course and go back did, did you ever get to see mark wrecked again and and kind of i don't want to say rub it in his face but but have you seen him since you've had all of this success whether it is in college or now in the nfl yeah we played on my freshman year my freshman year we went to georgia i'm pretty sure he didn't remember who i was but uh-huh. pretty sure i said something to him but but that, that was definitely the last time we've ever had a face-to-face <laughs> I wonder gotcha. what he would say now. 
<laughs> oh no, sure. Because <laughs> you heard the same thing with with Jamar Chase, the the coach that told him that he wasn't a wide receiver. Remember? Oh, no, I see that. Yeah, somebody. Less some, miles. He was less miles. Less. Yeah, when he was getting recruited, he was told that he he should start playing some other position. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, that turned out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sometimes college coaches don't get it right. I got I got one more little trivia question for you here before we dive into some of your time with the Bengals. I, I right. last night, my friend who I'm in Canada, so I have a bunch of friends up here who don't know anything about the NFL, don't know anything about the Bengals. And she wanted to know why the Bengals got their name. And so I looked it up. And did you know? that the origins of the Cincinnati Bengals comes from a an unaffiliated with the current organization, but a, a independent football team in Cincinnati in the 30s and 40s, late 30s, early 40s, 1900s. And the guy that started them, his mom had a stove that was a Bengal brand stove. So people think Bengals and Tigers, right? But the Bengals <laughs> were named after a stove. Oh. And and obviously they picked up the the tiger iconography, but what do you, what do you think of that? The the Cincinnati Bengals named after a stove from the early 1900s. I don't know, man. I guess that means we're hot now. I don't know. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get back to our conversation with Bengals cornerback Mike Hilton, but first a word from Built Bar, the number one protein bar on the planet. And maybe Mark Richt could have uh, got on the Built Bar plan, and uh, Mike Hilton, look made it to the NFL, and I'm not saying Built Bars had something to do with it, but whether you're an NFL player like Mike Hilton or you're a Locked On Bengals listener, I'm telling you right now, Built Bar is the number one protein bar on the planet. They're high in protein, low in sugar, low in calories, and so maybe you want a post-workout punch. Maybe you just want a healthy snack in the middle of the day between meetings. Regardless, Built Bar has a flavor for you, so check them out right now at Built.com. Use promo code LOCK15, you'll get 15% off your order. Don't delay. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off. Hey guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. I'm just glad you're you were working on your cooking. See, it goes with the stove theme. Fits oh perfect. yeah, we're, we're it, perfect. <laughs> it, and it, it it ties it all together. Uh, before we dive in into the football, you mentioned it before uh, we started recording. But uh, and I knew this. I knew you were a father. You have a two year old, and now you have a a newborn as of uh, a few days ago. Yep. That's uh, how how do you balance that? What what goes into that? Because neither of us, Jake and I, neither of us are, are fathers. 
I'm a dog dad, but but that's about as far as it goes right now. Man, it's just you know, uh, just knowing knowing how to balance it. Uh, it was definitely tough, uh, especially with my first one. Um, but just really just learning from the experience through her, you know, I can definitely uh, do the same things with him. So I just kind of just take what I what, what I've learned from these two going on three years with my daughter and just using them with my son and just knowing, you know, that they're, they're the reason I, I, I'm doing what I'm doing. And, you know, I just want to provide for them and make sure they're well taken care of. I think that the, the common thing I hear when I talk to anybody who's a new parent, and I know a lot of new parents, we're, we're in that age group, and it's always that nobody knows what they're doing. So good for you for, for figuring it out a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about your arrival in Cincinnati. And, and I want to start with the culture of the Bengals locker room because every time I hear players on this team talk, I hear them talk about their friends on the team or doing things outside of football with their teammates or how tight-knit the locker room is. And to me, there's something especially unique about that in Cincinnati because there are so many new players that are in big roles on this team. You're one of them. Your first year arriving in this locker room, could you put your finger on what enabled you guys to become such a tight-knit group with so many new faces that hadn't been together before? I would just say it's just the front office bringing in different guys from different organizations with different personalities. Um, and they, they're they bringing them from winning organizations at that, you know, guys that have been to the playoffs that knows what it takes to, you know, uh, make those deep playoff runs. And it, one thing that's stuck stuck with with our locker room is the chemistry off rip because there, it, it's a lot of young guys in our locker room. That That's the thing. Like, I don't think it's maybe one or two older than 30. And I could be wrong about that. So it's just all, we're all young and we're all just still really enjoying the game and just enjoy playing with each other. Like we, we love to see each other succeed and we know that can take us a long way. How rare is that? Obviously, you came from a, a organization and a program that had a really strong culture led by yeah. Mike Tomlin. And even before that, you know, the Steelers are the Steelers. It's uh, how unique is that chemistry that you guys had last year here in Cincinnati compared to, to your time with the Steelers and, and compared to to teammates and, and other people across the league that you know that uh, might not have had as strong of a culture in, in the system and, and team that they were on? Uh, like you said, you know, the, the Steelers organization just been known for tradition. You know, they're, they're a family-ran organization that, that's been doing it for a long time. You know, they thrive off bringing in the right guys uh, that can help them win and just right guys in general. So I – I can definitely see um I can definitely see the same similarities in Cincinnati. Um like I said, we're we're a lot younger, so we're still learning. And that's the thing. We're just gonna grow together and we're gonna get better. And guys like I said, guys here aren't, aren't selfish, man. Like we, we know we got some big name stars in our locker room, but you you'll you'll never know that by how they carry themselves and you know, guys are in Guys in my position really appreciate that, especially them being younger guys. So it, it's something that we're we just going to keep building. And uh, like I said, it, it can carry us far. You talk about the stars of the Cincinnati Bengals. You can't go far talking about the stars of the Cincinnati Bengals without talking about Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, two of the top 20 yeah. in NFL merchandise sales in the last year. We're also going to talk about Jesse Bates, of course. I would like to talk about DJ Reader, but nose tackles don't get enough love. Thanks. What's it like? being in a locker room with these young guys who just came into the league and picked up where they left off and just go right back to the Super Bowl, their first year back together at the highest level. 
man, it, it just shows the connection, number one, that they have together. Like, you, you can just tell it's – I trust you to be in that position, and he, he makes the play for him every time. So just, just knowing – how far they've come over their last two or three years playing together. Uh, I, I'm excited to see it grow even more. Both of them, you know, are still learning on the fly, being a guy, a receiver going into his second year and a quarterback going into his third. So they're, they're just not really learning how to play football and really learn the, the ins and outs of the NFL game. So I, I'm excited. I'm, I'm glad they're on my team for sure. So I'm excited to see what those guys can do. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. What what did you think about Joe Burrow? I, I looked it up and I, I covered the game. I, I wasn't there, but Burrow rolls into Pittsburgh November 15th, 2020. He's a rookie. It's your final year with the Steelers. And I believe it was 36 to 10. Yeah. The Steelers, you know, rolled over the Bengals. And I, I don't want to get into the, the second matchup, the Monday night matchup that our listeners would much rather <laughs> us talk about. But what were your thoughts about Burrow after that game? Because he struggled, no doubt about it. It was one of his worst games of his rookie year before his injury. What were your initial impressions after going up against him that first day, first game? He just showed toughness. Um, you know, we I, I remember that game. We were definitely getting after him, you know, just making him uncomfortable. But we remember he definitely stood in there and took some shots, but definitely made some uh, some good throws. And it, it showed he had the poise and, you know, the, the toughness to, 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 be, to be a great quarterback. So – See, seeing this grow from his rookie year to now, I, I'm excited to see how much how much more he can uh, grow in general, man. And just as a, as a leader, as a quarterback, and, you know, just a, as a guy the room is gonna gonna count on. So we're we're excited, and we know he's gonna lead us. Talk a lot about intangibles, and I think a lot of fans don't have a great understanding of of why some of that stuff matters. Obviously, leadership people can relate to in their ordinary lives you have leaders in your workplace you have leaders in your community but how important is that toughness because you talked about noticing that as an opponent of joe burrow you talk about you, you hear that from a number of his opponents you hear it from his teammates can you quantify what makes that toughness in the quarterback position so important number one just being a quarterback position you know um Number one, you you get all the praise for winning, but you'll take all the blame for losses. So it's number one, just just having that mentality of having that thick skin. You know, nothing's gonna bother 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 him, and you can just see the, the way he plays, his toughness. Like I said, he'll stand in the pocket and make throws. Um, ten, Tennessee game sacked nine times, but when when called upon, makes the throw of the game. And, you know. Uh, he he he's just a guy that has the it factor, man, and he he's definitely gonna be he's gonna be a great one. Let's just stick with the stars since we're on that topic. Uh, last training camp, Jamar Chase comes in, fifth pick. There's this huge debate about who the Bengals should take. They take Chase. Uh, people are excited, and he gets a case of the drops in, in preseason and obviously in practice, and, and you saw it. Was there ever a point where you were worried, concerned, thought about it more, you know, much like the, the outside was, because there was a lot of talk outside, including on this show yeah. about it. Was there any concern there from you? 
Not really. Just knowing he he's coming. He took a year off in between, so you know uh, he definitely has to get his football rhythm back. And he he definitely struggled in the preseason, but no nobody doubted what he was capable of because the same drops he might have not made in the preseason game, we see him make even better ones in practice. And then, you know once he got that confidence after that Minnesota game, that that's when he took off, man. And we 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 all knew it was just a matter of time. So he he's an explosive man, explosive guy, and we're excited to have him. Obviously, and this will probably be the last question on wide receivers, at least for me, the Bengals have a a trio of very, very good starting wide receivers. Some might say the best in the NFL. You deal with them in practice. What's what's the biggest development for those guys that you've seen as a guy that has to cover them over the last year? Because to me, one thing that really stands out is T. Higgins and Jamar Chase route running as young receivers coming into the league. T for his size moving incredibly well and Jamar Chase a guy that in college seemed to really win because he was just better than his Mm -hmm. opponents having to refine his game in the NFL is that something you noticed or am I crazy yeah no that's definitely noticeable um both of them put in the work to do so they both would stay out to practice just to you know work on simple things you know work working on that first step out the break and just seeing them go through the whole route tree you know it is you understand why those guys it put in the work and it shows on Sunday. Like they, they, they know how talented they are, but they, they won't let them get the big. It won't let them go to the big head, and they, they just, they just keep working hard, man. And you know, they're for for two young guys that really are that's in the spotlight for for them to know they they got the right mentality. Like they're, they're not big headed guys; they're level headed and just guys that you can definitely play with. All right, Mike. Let's uh, let's talk about you since we we are talking with you. Uh, here on the podcast, what was your what was your favorite moment of last season? I think back to the pick six against Pittsburgh, obviously the interception against Tennessee. Maybe it's winning the AFC title game. But what was your favorite moment when you, you look back and reflect on your first season with the Bengals? If I had to choose, I, I got to go to pick six. Oh, <laughs> I honestly say that was definitely a little more personal for me, definitely. But, you know, I, I just felt that it, it was a play – that kind of showed that, that the Bengals are here. Like we're, we're here to run the AFC North. You know, we got bigger dreams, of course, but we're here to take the division over, man. And I definitely say if I had to choose, it would be that play. You played the most snaps you've ever played in a season in 2021. Over a thousand snaps, including the postseason. Get go go back to Ole Miss to when you got close to that number in, in Pittsburgh playing you know, roughly five, 600 snaps a year. You blitzed a little bit less than uh, on a per snap basis than you did in Pittsburgh. So two questions about that. One, how was it just playing an extra 400, 500 snaps on, on your body and and on your mental? And two, you want to, you want to blitz a little bit more this year? (laughs) Uh, That's the first one. You know, uh, I honestly didn't even notice like, you know, I, I know I take pride in my off-season workouts and my in-season workouts just to keep me in the best shape as possible. And, you know, uh, I, I feel like my, my preparation just prepares me for those extra plays I might have to uh, go out there and play. So I, I definitely didn't notice. I feel good uh, physically, feel good mentally. So that is a good time to know I played that many steps and, you know, came away relatively healthy. And to answer your second question, um. I don't want to say too much, but yeah, I think I would. 
but you know, hey, that's why I trust Lou, man. I, I know he's going to put me and put us in a position to win that down. So whenever he uh, dials up my number, he knows I'll be ready. So, you know, I, I'm excited to see, see what else he can mix in this upcoming season. Great stuff there from Mike Hilton. And at the end there, he gave you a little taste of what part two is going to start with, which is really a dive into Lou Anarumo and some good conversation about the Bengals defensive coordinator. We'll also talk uh, about the Bengals defense and what they did during that playoff run, how important these rookies like Dax Hill, Tyson Anderson, Cam Taylor, Brett, how important they can be to the Bengals secondary and Well, I asked Mike Hilton about the indoor practice facility. Was he aware of it? Was he aware of the Bengals' lack of one? What did he think about that during the free agency process? How excited is he now that they're in the process of building one for the 2022 season? That and so much more in part two of our conversation with Mike Hilton coming up on Thursday's show right here on the Locked on Bengals podcast. So for Jake Lisko. I'm James Rapine. Shout out to Mike Hilton for joining us. You'll hear part two tomorrow right here on the Lockdown Bengals podcast. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Lockdown podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.